0: Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, Perhaps it is a little difficult to celebrate our Easter morning service with the, the death of our previous pastor perhaps, yes, hanging in our minds. We know that death comes to us all, but yet there is that that sense of loss always, isn't there? There is that nostalgia, at at least, as we think back over the years, as we remember what we would perhaps say as one of our our great pastors, a a man who came to this community, a man who established increasing membership, a, a man who then presided over the building of the present facilities that we have we think back over the the years and and over that time and we can't help perhaps but feel that that sense of loss it reminds me of a an elderly pastor during the, those years of World War II, and he got the, the tragic news of his only beloved son's death uh, just before Holy Week, during that time. His uh, wife had died when their son was very young. He had raised his son while you know, being the pastor of the church. They, they had grown very close because of the death of his wife. And then World War II came along, and the, the draft came out, and his son was selected, and off he went to the war. And now here was the, the pastor, and he's going through Holy Week, and he's you know, trying to prepare his, his sermons and the things that he's going to do, and he gets the telegram. His son is gone. And so, of course, while well, Monday, Thursday, you know, is kind of preparing for the death of our Savior and Good Friday, you know, those are very somber, ominous times. And, and so, you know, he goes through Monday, Thursday, he goes through Good Friday, but now he, he wakes up Saturday morning and he's, you know, thinking to himself, how can I possibly preach about the resurrection of Christ when my own son has just died? I, I, I don't feel the love of Christ right now, right? It's hard to imagine and trying to put our, ourselves in, in that kind of a, a place, but we have been there, haven't we? Those dark and lonely times, those times when perhaps it even feels as if God has abandoned you when you lost someone that was really close to you, to you, when you lost a, a beloved family member and you started to, to think, you know, how can I even go on? But it's just not going to be the same. Now, if I, I go home to see grandma and grandpa and, and grandma's not there, it's just not going to be the same. I go to that that place I used to love to go, but my aunt and uncle, they're not there anymore. And what's the point? Why should I even travel? We can come to have kind of dark thoughts like that. We can come to feel that kind of a desperation. And, you know, perhaps that, that's what, you know, Pastor Jim's family is even feeling through this Easter season where we might even have thoughts where we say, why couldn't he have at least made it to Easter, right? You know, we could have had our joyous Easter celebration and, and then, you know, the week after that, maybe. You know, because we got to go home sometime, but, you know, why not the week after Easter. Why on Monday, Thursday? But the the pastor there during World War II, he woke up that Saturday morning full of that that kind of gloom and and darkness, wondering what the future was going to hold. And he just was kind of looking out his driveway, and here came kind of a, a fancy car. And he thought to himself, well, no one in my congregation owns a car just like that. You know, it was a Mercedes-Benz. And here it came, down his driveway. And he thought, who could this be? And uh, this uh, woman, you know, came through the door and and she began to share with him. And she said, you know what, last year... Right, you, you came down into the cities and, and you preached a, a funeral there for one of the young men that had been killed in combat, and, and that was my son. And you, you did such a, a wonderful job for that service. And I, I was really so grief-stricken at the time that we didn't have much of an opportunity to talk afterwards But it made such an impression upon me, and it has stayed with me all of this time. And now that my husband has passed away, I wanted to come to you and ask if you would do his funeral as well. And if you could give me some consolation during this time of grief. Now you you might might think for a, a regular pastor, you know, wow, you know, what an opportunity. Right? The, the, this person has just come to you out of the woodwork. They've complimented you. They told you what a wonderful pastor you are. They, they've asked you, you know, to really you know, do your job, right? Give me some comfort in my time of grief. But as I told you, there was the pastor. He was struck by grief himself. He's wondering just how he's going to get out of bed on Easter morning. How he's going to appear before the the congregation. What in the world can he possibly say? And you know what? Within our sinful world, apart from Christ, there really is nothing that can be said, is there? oh, you know, we, we go out a, around our communities or whatever, and oh, you know, we're, we're sorry for your loss, and, and, you know, people try to, you know, give us some, some little tidbits here and there. But really, if you don't have Christ and your loved one has just died, what is left? There, there's nothing there's a great sense of grief that maybe you can go and try to drown out with drugs or alcohol or, you know, other forms of sin, perhaps. and you know, just try to obliterate yourself so you can't think about it. But apart from Christ, we really have nothing. And you folks know that, right? That's why you're here on Easter morning, isn't it?
1: Especially a wonderful
0: day like this, there's so many other activities that you could be participating in. You could be at your favorite fishing spot right now. You could be out having a picnic with your family somewhere. You could be out enjoying the, the wonderful day. But we've come to the church because we realize there's something greater than this earth and there's something greater than just feeling good and there's something greater than just silencing our mind. The greater thing is Christ. And if we have Christ, we then can make it through trying times, can't we? If we have Jesus Christ lifting us up and holding us in his arms, we can go through anything. Even the tragic loss of our only son in combat across the sea. And so our pastor today, at that particular point in time, he too began to speak the words that he knew so well. But on this particular occasion, he wasn't just speaking them to another person, but the words he was speaking were to himself, you see. That God loves us so much. So this world is damaged by sin. Satan came to have an influence within our world. He came to deceive Adam and Eve and to drive them into sin. He began to, to get a hold upon this world and he began to cause other sin and chaos to develop. That when God came to a certain point in time, he actually looked down and he said, guess what, there's only one righteous person left. And that's Noah. And I'm going to obliterate the earth and I'm going to start over. See. And so he preserved righteous Noah and Noah's wife and and the three sons and their three wives. And he preserved them by protecting them within the ark. It started over again. And sin crept in. And sin multiplied. And people began to do terrible things to one another once again. And, and God, you know, he didn't really want to destroy the, the earth again. He made the promise that he would not destroy the, the earth through a worldwide flood ever again. He wanted to, to do something different. And, and he said, you know, what, what can I do? I send Jesus I can send my one and only son to be the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world and so he did and and God wasn't just kind of blinded by some kind of optimism thinking you know I'll, I'll send Jesus and it'll all work out for the best and it'll all be. Wonderful! No, God knew exactly what he was sending Jesus to do. You know, I, I don't know if there's anyone in the, the congregation here today, but maybe you, you've sent your sons, your daughters, off to combat. You sent them away, but, you know, probably in the back of your mind, you were thinking, it will be okay. Right? If anybody can survive over there in Afghanistan, my little Johnny, he can do it. You know? My little Davey, he's a crack shot. I took him deer hunting when he was eight. And he got his first deer. One shot. If anybody can make it over there, it's little Sally. She was always so athletic. And she was always so good at sports. If anybody can make it home, it will be my little girl. Right, That's commonly what we say in the back of our minds, isn't it? It's going to be okay. My children will make it home. We'll pray for them every night. They will be all right. And there was God up in the heavenly realms, and he looked upon Jesus, and he said, you know what, son, you're going to suffer, and they're going to kill you. They're going to spit on you, and they're going to mock you. At the end of your life, when you're hanging on the cross, there's going to be like two people there, your mom and one friend after he touched the lives of thousands of people, no one is going to care on that last day. And you're going to suffer terribly. And Jesus said, here am I. Send me. You see, God loved us that much that he sent Jesus anyway into this world in order to die for our sins, in order that we could be forgiven, in order that the door of heaven could be opened to us. And Jesus, knowing up front everything that was going to happen, went and did it anyway. What manner of love is this? You know, certainly you or you I, for a, a good person, not knowing what the future might hold, might put ourselves in danger. Right? For a, a good person. You know, you, you see some kind of thing transpiring when you're, you know, downtown in the Twin Cities and your, your first response is you want to intervene. And maybe you don't even know who that person is. If they're good or bad just that they're in trouble and your first response maybe is I'm gonna take a chance. I don't know if that person has a gun or a knife or I don't know what might happen but I feel like I have to do something and again in the back of our mind it's probably gonna come out all right but if somehow you had foreknowledge that it was gonna just end badly Right, that as you approach that, that group of people, you know, or two, two fellows were, you know, trying to mug somebody, as you approached them, you were gonna die because, you know, one had a gun and one had a knife, and, and they were just were gonna, you know, shoot you and stab you, and terrible things were gonna happen. Wouldn't that kind of make you hesitate at least a little bit? So I don't know if I really want to, you know, be involved with that now. And Jesus knew, and he came anyway. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and still he started the process. Still he came into this world. Still he was born as that tiny little baby. Still he he had to flee down into Egypt because the, the king was hunting for him. He had to a, a grow up in, in a, a home where you know, his mom and dad weren't part of their extended family because they had had to flee to a foreign country. And then he, he finally gets you know, to, to be able to come back and, and you know, he's, he's growing up and he still knows every day what the future holds. And then the time comes for him to begin his ministry. And he knows how that's going to go. Right? He's going to pour his life into these 12 individuals, and oftentimes they're not going to get it. And oftentimes they're not going to understand it. And one of them is going to betray him for 30 pieces of silver. Can, can you imagine having that upfront knowledge? Right, it's that guy. He is the one. He's gonna betray you still take him under your wing. Do your best to, to lead him and teach him. And to be kind to him. To forgive him beforehand for what he's gonna do. And I have to live with that. And here is Peter and he's always bragging about, you know, how he's great and he's wonderful and he's gonna do these big things and you know right away at the time of your trial he's going to deny you three times and so you have to hear him bragging every day I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you I'm really cool, I can do it and you know and now you're hanging upon the cross and of course there's your mom Right, because moms are always there, right? At least have one good friend, John. John showed up. He was there. A thief on one side, a thief on the other. At the beginning, both of them mocking you, ridiculing you, saying, if you're really the Christ, come on down from the cross and save us as well. People coming by, spitting on you, throwing it in your face. Oh, if you're so great, come on down. We're waiting to see a big miracle. Come on, show us. And Jesus came anyway. He came because of his great love for you, for me. For the people of this world, he came because he saw something in each of you. Something worth saving. Somebody worth having fellowship with. Somebody that he wanted to be around him through eternity. Because he loved. And dear friends, then that is the message we take with us through this coming week. That the God of this universe loves us so much that yes, even though there are trials and even though there's sin within this world, even though we suffer grave consequences and our loved ones still die, we have a hope. We have a purpose. We have a Savior who will bring us home to himself. And that really is the wonder of Easter, isn't it? It's not just that we're we're uplifted and we smile and we're a little bit happier and we say, oh, happy Easter. But it's that we have something real to hold on to. We have someone that will walk with us through those dark places. We have someone that says he will even carry us in his arms during the most tragic times. Happy Easter. For he is risen. He is risen indeed. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds, now and always. Amen.